0: Here it is. Um, what are you going to do about it? Seems <laughs> so quite a lot of our life is is around these kind of experiences. Something's happening, stirring me, bothering me, exciting me, uh, baffling me, <laughs> and then. What am I going to do about it? You know, and it's kind of come with strategies <clears throat> to deal with the embarrassing, the awkward, the frustrating, the complicated, the irritating, the desirable the future, and so forth. And it's kind of trying to get it fixed. You, know, and you see that sense of, <clears throat> you know, around that searching for fixity, stability, ground, you know, in something we could do which comes as a response to, to experiencing the flow of feelings that we can't really control. So you get this kind of experience, something's happening, it's tired, sick, you know, people are doing things I don't want to have them do, sounds are happening I don't want to have happen, feelings are happening I don't want to have those feelings, you know. There's all sorts of things I have to think about I don't want to have to think about. <laughs> There's things that I need to think about but I can't figure out how to think about them. So, so, so it's going on like that. So then from that you get the kind of clamp of uh, trying to control <coughs> to get some stability because it bothers me. <coughs> So really, all the the hindrances are when the mind moves in one particular direction, which is goes up into what to what to do, and we come into a kind of fixed strategy position. You feel the energy lock, tighten up, Mm. and then it sort of bit the end. But then the kind of irritation or the greed or whatever it is, they just builds up inside that lock so you get really pent up with irritation or frustration or impatience or worry or passion of some kind or another. It just kind of steams up behind this lock, inside this locked kind of cylinder of the mind, trying to figure out what to do about it. (coughs) (coughs) So Now This is the way that kind of hindrance, hindrance energy or direction of the hindrances is is that way. And one of the um, ways we find coming out of the hindrance doesn't necessarily come out of the feeling. It comes out of the hindrance around the feeling. Is not what am I going to do about it, How am I feeling, but where am I right now? It's kind of the illogical, doesn't seem particularly useful answer, does it? There's some big thing burning in your head about what you need to do and how people are like this and how you can make this work and so forth. Well where are you right now? what's that going to do with anything? <laughs> you know, where are you right now? Oh. Oh, oh yeah suddenly whoop, you kind of come out of the, of the scenario you come out of the of the lock that's what we call uh, mindfulness <laughs> Your know, m- mindfulness of body because body gives you the sense of where you are it doesn't doesn't get rid of the feeling <coughs> it doesn't tell you what to do but it means the feeling is somehow. Oh, it's a feeling, yeah, yeah. Been here before, mm-hmm. and uh, the pressure comes of the hindrance comes out, yeah, and we begin to learn over time that feelings like this, um, we've got to live with these things, good and bad in ourselves and in others, movement, shift, inability to find a a steady place, and all that that brings up, trying to carve out a piece of ground, a piece of territory, position, role, function, something to do that I can kind of get fixed in, view I can have, tilt, Puts everybody else in their place. <laughs> yeah. And there's the kind of things that uh, we see uh, I see in myself, and uh, I seem to see in others. <laughs> I don't really say it seems that way, uh, but I can certainly <clears throat> see it in myself. <clears throat> and I imagine it's the same for everyone. Sad, isn't it? Yeah, because we actually, you know, one step away in the right direction, we come to a place where suddenly it could be rather compassionate and patient, and uh, loving and tender, and wise and humorous, grand, big-hearted. You know, feelings like this. Ooh. Mm. Mm. So that's, you know, and then this strange step of maybe just asking, where am I right now? How do I know that? when the feelings and the thoughts are very strongly moving it takes a while you you just get this sense of being in a whir, being in a spin being in a bubble, being in a kind of welling up being in a sinking down and and then you just kind of, where's the ground? where's the ground? where's your body? can you get the whole of it? (coughs) hands, feet chest, back. Oh, and then, breathe, then the breath comes in. Once you, can get the, once you can spread your awareness over your whole body, you, you, the breathing will come in. It just happens by itself. People do this quite naturally, you know. Don't, don't they? You kind of go into a panic or something. You sit down and you go, then oh, there's suddenly this big sigh you know, it comes and you you come back oh, here I am ground again it's always there it isn't particularly special it doesn't solve anything seemingly but it gives us a place whereby we can get some judgement on the issues, the feelings where they come from what can be done, you know what really can be done if anything can be done. And sometimes realising well nothing much can be done with this one. We just have to be with that. You know, limitation, pain, discomfort, you know, vulnerability, frustration over seeing other people in pain. You know, maybe that's kind of you know the the difficult story about life that we have to accept. Accept is too small a word. So it's a big lot of swallowing. Of sometimes it's the really overwhelming feelings that the, the mm, greatest friends, because they more or less push you so hard, you just got to you've got to come out of it. If they're really overwhelming feelings, that you finally just you just can't you can't you just got to go to where you are. You've got to find some ground. A lot of the time, the feelings are not overwhelming; they're just kind of nagging, assistant irritating, teasing, flirtatious little feelings <laughs> of thoughts, whimsies, memories daydreams, little doodles in the head you think, oh, just play with this one a bit longer no. but it's a bad habit to set up you know, really because actually with the, with the less stuff, this isn't being you know uh, having and being negative about thoughts or feelings emotions moods and so on or just the ordinary little physical sensations that are, yeah okay nothing much but something that we could we could learn a particular skill you know of of being with rather than in them you know being with them rather than in them certainly not to favour them, follow them or have a view about them you start to have a view then we go back to the same old paradigm of trying to find a fixed position and we get judgmental I am not a feeling or I am a feeling or I'm only these feelings or I never have these feelings so you, you get to this kind of lock again Feelings are trivial, feelings are wonderful, feelings are irritating, feelings are so-so, thoughts are about the same. This stuff is kind of, hmm. And with this, we, we begin, with this you, you, probably, you know, most of the meditation is gonna be in this kind of average level of this sort of stuff. And uh, when we meditate, then we're taking this chance to just do that particular s- step, you know, step to where am I, find the ground, and with the ground, the bodily ground, you get the sense of a little bit of space opens up. So that's the first sign. First of all, you get some sense of a firmness or a, a poise. And then some sense of spaciousness, or a little bit of, of ventilation around that thought, feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to notice <coughs> it's obviously said it's one of those basic things that's always said things change, you know, Not that it's just that it will go away, but it it, come, it ebbs and flows, it surges and recedes comes up in these kind of bubbly waves and then pauses, you know, dips and then comes up again, little spins of that kind, it's it's got rhythm to it. And, uh, you know, when you, you to be with that means to be with the whole of that, you don't get caught in the peaks, in the particular peaks, the particular surges of it, which is what we tend to do, you know, you get a great idea, oh, that's it, yeah, 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 right. But they notice five seconds after the great idea, it's kind of, hmm. mm mm-hmm. You know, after the peak of the, of the, of the emotion, you get a kind of a slight ebb. Slight. You know, fading, and then it picks up again, and you really want to be aware of those uh, places where it feels a bit looser. And uh, again, this is uh, seemingly kind of obvious and simple, but it's not because our, our nature is we rather enjoy those those peaks. You know, dispassion isn't. Headline news. You know, let's go out this evening and have some dispassion together. <laughs> a dispassionate evening. <laughs> you know, it's an appetite for for thoughts and feelings. Isn't it? So actually, although you're doing this quite simple step of noticing they come and go, big deal. Actually, in 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 practicing that, one is one is very much. Uh, working with the appetite you know change of appetite to get a taste of freedom as they call as it that book of Ajahn a taste of freedom just a taste of the what happens if you bear with the the passage or the waning first of all is it oh this isn't so interesting in it stay with that oh it's kind of space opens up and you know, I think for all of us it's it's, it's it's you can't force this you've got to just keep introducing that that, that possibility of there being a waning and a space, a don't know space, a ho hum nothing special feeling mm-hmm. and so you, you know so you can only it's like getting a taste for anything first time you have marmite, for example. <laughs> this ghastly black goo Blech. after a while you get to like it <laughs> all, all kinds of things uh, so you just keep you can't say you've got to like this or enjoy it you just keep introducing it and then you know dependent on where our karma is hmm, You know, something actually, something in us does enjoy that that place of freedom and and ceasing, quietening, opening, spaciousness. Otherwise, of course, there would be no liberation if something innate doesn't actually get the point in that. It's not to have a view. Certainly not to implant a view it's to give oneself the opportunity what would it be like if you step back from a train of thoughts just to see them just as a train passing through the station mhm what would happen if you came out of the of the realm of emotion just to see it as a carnival as a fairground as a circus with all its hoopla Fireworks, pretty colors, just as this. Mm. Mm. Just to see it as a a movie show. Tremendously entrancing, fascinating, brilliantly done. But, mm mm-hmm, yeah. Sometimes we have this kind of a strong emotional feelings you know, great passions come kind of rushing through it's almost like I, I get this memo to think to myself when do the credits come up this is really beautifully done you know here i'm going to a wonderful drama on self pity you know which i can quite good at um, actors cast of thousands you know special lights effects music everything who did this one you know directed by suchito biku <laughs> <laughs> starring everyone, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's not, (laughs) it's not to, you know, just that sense of, well, there it is, there's the show, Uh, and then, unfortunately, something in the mind is still looking for the right show, you know, so you you put put that one, you reach for the next reel, what's this one, But there's a there's a point in which one finishes in it just oh. you know and the appetite changes slowly more one can be with that so it's just looking for those places where it, there's a loosening in the intensities and uh, certainly you know when you in, introduce mindfulness of breathing it by itself it does tend to um because it's got this, this suffusive quality, it doesn't inter- interrupt um, you know, the, the flows of thoughts and emotions, just you know, that acknowledgement. You, know, you don't have to have a view about your thoughts or your emotions, your passions, your defilements or whatever. Just right now, where is your breathing? And there's something just incredible. This breathing just keeps flowing through, the rhythm of it, the energy of it. Stating steadying of it, it doesn't really want to do anything to your mind at all. There's no opinion about it, your mind. And yet there, it has this effect. It's like something that never leaves you. Something that's always there for you. Something that's always giving you energy. Something that's always ventilating for you. You know, it's like a Good friend, you're winding yourself up, going to some state or another. The breathing says, Uh huh, winding yourself up, oh, fine, I'll just keep breathing in and out, you get on and enjoy yourself, I'll do this. And it's providing the energy and the, the space and the rhythm. So you start to attune to that quality. I find it really interesting the point of acknowledgement of spinning out because generally what can happen is there's a sort of a "Uh uh-oh got caught feeling comes up like you suddenly spotlights and there you are after some nefarious deed in your mind. the lights coming oh caught. Cool. oh right no I really wasn't doing that it just I'm going to run be mindful I'm going to meditate after you know you it's kind of flurrying. no just there's nobody judging here just here's the light and, you go, and let let that quality of acknowledgement say where are you where are you now how's it how's your breathing it's kind of like a an evaporation, something just it starts to evaporate, the dream evaporates. <clears throat> because it's the nature of these uh, uh, mental forms, they are like smoke, they are like mist, they are like, um, you know, that quality. You don't really find a beginning of them. You're trying to find a, where your thought begins. You know, doesn't actually begin. It sort of crystallizes. It's rather like uh, <clears throat> breathing onto cold glass. You know, gradually a mist forms and then it thickens and then you get droplets and then you get the, the runs of water. But you don't really find a moment when there was no run and then suddenly there's a, there's a trickle of water. It just sort of, but it very quickly, is thought, it just calmly crystallizes like something condensing out of a, uh, like a karmic energy we have to be thoughtful. So you get this thoughtfulness called vajisankara, which is the thoughtful, an energy which is about thoughtfulness. It's rather like moisture in the air. We have this. And then certain, you know, conditions that will crystallize but it doesn't actually begin it just gradually or very quickly forms you try to find the beginning of a thought you, know, you can deliberately think, see what happens or well, the ending of it, it doesn't exactly end it just sort of dissolves it's of that nature and yet in the middle of it it has huge reality and, and density. It's got this magnetic pull to it. That's a sankara. No real beginning, no real end, no real middle, but an apparent, apparent fixity to it. A magnetic pull, which is just, the fixity of it is just purely its pull its gravity its appetite for it is what gives it its fixity it's that that gives it its intensity and there's no way you can really you know get free of those even by cutting them off you know, you only get free of them by losing your appetite and that is a somewhat slow process but you can cut them you can counteract them just to, just to not get caught in creating more karma around them so you're not continually going there and cooking it up again cooking it up again playing with it a lot of the problem is we, we, we tend to in play with thoughts fantasies I think it's harmless enough, something to do. You're playing with fire. Mm. You know, what makes human beings the most destructive creatures on the planet? <laughs> what sets us apart from other, other creatures? ability to think. We can conceive of the others, of them, how it should be, how it could be, the way they really are, what they might do. We can do this. And though that's the source of views, prejudice, bias, hatred, greed, lust, you know, it provides a ground for these poisons. <clears throat> so you don't want to play with it, unless you know you're playing with it, of course. But you don't want to. Then you just be very careful what you think, and uh, know how to witness a thought, step back from it. Be with it. And use a thought. Use a thought to, as a question. Where am I? What's happening? What's this feel like? Hmm? Where does it begin? Where does it end? Where's my body? Where am I? You know, use a thought to come out of it. Hmm? Come out of the habitual uh, process of it. The magnetic pull of it. Of course, as we most you know, thoughts are backed up by uh, and often cloak the powerful emotional tides that back them up you know, fear, very anxiety, and a wish to control things to find some security very basic stuff, and I wish to find happiness and pleasure. Surely these are innocent enough. Well, if you go look in the right direction for those, yeah, you're going to find security only finally in nibbana. You start to get there with non-attachment. You know, with having less that you're invested in. you got, if you like, less to lose, and that sense of a mind that has got its flexibility, its ability to weave to find space to release that's going to give you a lot more security happiness pleasure yeah we can find that in uh, having a a mind that's calm bright joyful loving but uh, if we don't we're not skillful about these natural enough searches most of us profoundly you know skewed towards finding security in places, situations, physical conditions, positions, so forth. And you get the vulnerability, the shakiness of that, the fear of loss, the feeling of uh, of, of uh, trying to hold ground around something that you can't actually have it, you know. On the Sangsari level, it's just, it's all shifting and sharing and changing. Mm. It's like being a marble on the deck of a ship, you know, just rolling around. Sometimes going over the side. <coughs> So, what we can recognise with uh, certainly with the, the real nub of of habitual emotion, rather than skilled, sustained, applied emotion, is a sense of I am. You know, which is my vulnerability, my fearfulness, my defenselessness, my need to get something to protect me, to support me, to shelter me, to, you know, to keep me safe, or my need to find uh, happiness, sweetness, you know, something I can take in, you know? I must feel bleak and deprived and uh, hungry and my life is wasted. Those kinds of things come up. And we can get those, certainly in monastic life, you get both of those come up strong, feeling of kind of rotting away in this hole, you know, a bunch of deadbeats eating lukewarm porridge in the morning, you know, breathing in and out for a holiday, geez, God, give me some life, get me out of here, you know. (laughs) And vulnerable, you know, suddenly there's, you know, 200 jubilant Laos turn up and I feel totally blown away by this immense impact of people or suddenly somebody blows their top you know, I wasn't expecting it and all kinds of things it's a very open, chaotic situation so geez, you know, I've got to get my doors closed and shut down you know that's the way it feels to me anyway (laughs) (laughs) at times but then you know you realise well just continue having to defend oneself is not the way to be living so could it be that somewhere in that hunger and that vulnerability if I could actually just be with that instead of trying to create some personal you know shielding and stuff around that that it might even open up to something more wonderful something freer could we go the other way when those energies come up could we go to well I know how I'm feeling and how wrong or whatever it is this is but where am I right now You know. look at it another way language doesn't always work but we have this kind of the subjectivity to our lives a sense of this is happening you know something's receiving all this stuff this is somehow this is happening you might say consciousness or chitta and then on top of that it created the sense of a self. The two so are not exactly the same, but they tend to ride together. The sense of a self is busy, it's it's constructed, it's continually constructing. Planning, wondering, analyzing Checking itself out. Uh, so it's like that. And it's dealing with all the stuff that's come in, trying to, you know, shield, protect, look after me, sort things out, doing the best it can. But it can't actually do it. It's, it's an impossible job. Self can't actually cope with life. Can only filter and uh, act like a bodyguard for a while. And something always gets past it. And I get irritated with myself trying to make myself a bit bigger or stronger or safer or happier or whatever to me. I cope with this. Eventually, you get tired of having to keep doing that. And it's no, you realize you're never going to get it together, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Something's always going to get round that, the guard. And I don't want, I don't want, I can't stand, I don't want, and it's not right, but it happens. And the other possibility, I can be aware of that. I can be awareness of that. Could that awareness be less grudging, less fearful, less contracted, less... You know, last resort, <laughs> so that you can sort of change the priority. The, instead of the, the, I'll be aware of it as the last resort. You know, as I just open to it as the last resort. Maybe I could try to get move it the other way round. So the first thing I do is to be open to it. Then I'll figure out what to do about it, having allowed that to, to manifest. Mm-hmm. Well, how on earth could we do that? Well, you do it by being mindful of your body. That's a strategy. You do it because you just open right to the extremities of your body, into the space around you, the ground beneath your feet, the breath inside your body, the whole bit of embodiment. And you let those, those senses just flush through. Not comfortable, not not a, not a sure thing at all. Not no certainty in it. It's risky. It's got that quality to it. But you think this is? But basically, this is what you, all you can do, what you can do. And you find, hey, you survived. <clears throat> Something survived. And you begin to slowly, incrementally lose that fear reflex, that kind of jump reflex, that tightening reflex, that, you know, parry thrust reflex, starts to, no, you've done that one for the last 7,000 lifetimes, just have a new game, you know, tie your hand behind your back, see what happens, just, just for experiment, you know, the other, because we know the other one isn't, eventually is not going to win And then this mindfulness of the body. You feel the feeling in the body. You feel the vulnerability in the body. And the breathing still happens. I would say only that it's important that we do learn how to, to find the whole body because uh, it's, it's, you're gonna have the sense of the ground, the space, and probably you know this sense of the rhythm the rhythm of breathing is a is a soothing steadying experience when you get the panic or the anxiety or the kind of frozen states we can get into you know, if you can't get to that you you need to do something move around walk around stand up jump up and down go for a run because otherwise you know because otherwise it, it, it doesn't count unless you've got those three qualities. And the ten, you, what can happen is you get actually, you get to some particular piece of the intensely felt emotion. And uh, you start to open up to it, but you actually get trapped by it. You know? You kinda of go go into it rather than outside it. You don't get bigger than it, you, you get locked in it. So you've got to find a reference that's bigger. You know, sometimes it's the case that people experience some kind of disturbance in their throats or their chest, you know, oh, let's investigate this and you you go in there and it just sends you into spin. Because the reference of the body isn't strong enough or big enough or assured enough. So you with very powerful disturbances particularly ones you can't you don't even know what they're about you should go carefully you get the sense of the body the ground, the space, the rhythm established around the normal so it becomes a normal mode of being and you know and you can then feel gently the edges of raw things. you've got to find a loose place you don't want to go into the most tightly passionate, deeply held places. You want to go to the edges of those things where there's a little bit of freedom already there. Mm. And sometimes that is like certainly a little bit of applied wisdom is knowing how to how to um, enter, how to open. You open up the places that are not so intense. Mm. Which may mean you've got to widen to going for a walk. Mm. You really wind it right up and get a very clear bodily sense, very strong bodily sense. <coughs> At times I've resorted to actually standing on my head. You know, standing on your head, you don't tend to get lost in, in uh, daydreams and thinking. So I guess like that sometimes. <laughs> Standing your head or, or lifting weights, you know, I find quite useful. I think, you know, eventually you've got to shift, you got to shift to the body because it starts, you know, gasping and struggling just to come out of the intensity of, of, the, of, of an emotion. Be ready for the Olympics soon. At this rate, <laughs> but you know, it's it's—is uh, is this meditation or what? Well, I'm not too picky anymore. I'm Looking at uh, <laughs> at uh, release and using the body for that. Hmm. And a lot of the time it's not it's nothing like that, it's just the that kind of swirling the stomach around the heart, swirling, tightening, trying to grab hold, feeling lost, and then wait a minute, where's the where's the back? You know, where are the safe areas? Where's the feet? Where's the hands? Where's the breath? Hmm. And then it's not a magic wand. It doesn't. Oh, that's it. Boom! Daylight. It just. It's like having a handhold, and you just stay with that, and gradually the other stuff in myself tends to just doesn't exactly switch off. It just starts to evaporate slowly, evaporate, and I trust that process much more than than switching off. Oh, don't got to my understanding now is that things, things that suddenly end have not actually been dealt with they've just been curtailed it's been cut off to me i trust much more the fading sign with that you you really get a sense of wow this thing has just been missed you know just uh, just vapor You know what you're dealing with, with sankaras. Mist, smoke. But powerful, choking, blinding stuff. Where am I? What does it take to be with rather than in? Well... I would suggest mindfulness based on the body. Feeling the heat, feeling the tingle, feeling the pull, feeling the contraction. Feeling the sinking, feeling the The welling up, the bodily, in the but feeling it very much in your nerve endings, in your fingertips, in the heat of the body, in the and then you know this coming back to the spine, the feet, the firm places, and letting the smoke pass.